Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty. Uh, we help businesses, investors, and developers buy, sell, and lease real estate in the Southeast U.S. Check us out at bullrealty.com. Well, today we have a cool show for you. The name of the show is Now is the Time to Blank. <laughs> now is the Time to Blank. And you're probably feeling that in yourself right now. Uh, let me introduce my guest. It's Casey Conway, and he's Chief Economist with the CCIM Institute. He's here in Studio One. KC, thank you for being with us, sir. Thanks for having me back, Michael. You, you brought your red shoes, huh? I did. brought my uh, CCIM red shoes with me. That's great. If they, if they were Nikes, I'd say we should just do it. But they're all birds, so I probably can't say just do it. Next that, time, that, just do it. That's right. Well, you know, you think of uh, CCIM, you know, that we, I'm a CCIM. We are analysts at heart. We love the numbers and that you're our chief economist. That, uh, that puts you at a very high level. I appreciate uh, you being on the show today. And, you know, I think a lot of people are inquisitive right now about, hey, what is it the time to do? You know, I was just with a developer this morning, and he's like, should I move forward, should I not? So let's talk about it. First of all, I guess a lot of it starts with the economy, and a lot of the economy really starts with jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So this morning we got the jobless claims data, lowest level since December 1969, 202,000 jobs. So if we're, you know, if chinks in the armor and, and deterioration, we're going to see it in employment first. We're not seeing it on jobless claims. We're not seeing it on the uh, jobs numbers. Now, you know I don't follow the government made-up jobs numbers. <laughs> BLS minus L equals BS. And that's barbecue sauce for the, those in the South. It's a polite way that we say it. That's right. And if it's really bad, we say bless their pee pick and heart. Right after it. <laughs> barbecue sauce. Uh, ADP's been telling us we've been producing well over 200,000 mm -hmm. uh, every month. Uh, they showed 183 last month when the government showed just 20,000. Now, I explained that blip as follows. So we had the government shutdown that affected December and January. And what happened is the uh, the real economists went were furloughed and went home, and they left the interns in charge. And they didn't know what the numbers were, so they made up 300,000 for December and January when we normally see a slowdown. And then when we start to should see the turn, you know, with housing and everything start back, they put 20. So we get a new number Friday. I think it's going to be positive. ADP will be uh, very strong as well. I think so. I think we're on track. 200,000 solid jobs. Um, so I would say just do it. I don't see any any real weakness out there. So with great jobs numbers still continuing there, what do you see for income growth? And what does that mean? Is it time to just continue to build an investor? Yeah, I think you got to, you know, now is that time where you're, you know, kind of up at the top of the market where all's real good. You've got to do your sensitivity analysis. So, mm -hmm. you know, one that's a, a big hype thing is, you know, looking at opportunity zones. Everybody mm -hmm. thinks the tax benefit is the reason that they should do the deal. Mm -hmm. And a good good friend of mine, uh, Steve Rothschild and uh, uh, Ricky Novak at the Strategic Group, you know, always, you know, preach, you know, the deal's got to stand on its own, the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. The tax impact makes about 350 to 400 base po basis points of mm -hmm. positive hit. So you got to be looking at that and say, what if rents only grow zero to two percent instead of you know three to five percent? How do I do it? Uh, what happens if cap rates suddenly move up 50 basis points? I think we're one trade deal away this week from being back in a very solid three percent GDP, and maybe the Fed being back in a rate hike mode as soon as September. They're not cutting rates. They're, I think the next move is a, is a rate increase. I think we actually do get one this year. Well, then does that mean it's time to maybe consider? 
refinancing your properties on some uh, long-term uh, fixed rates if you can get them? Yeah, I think the uh, technical economic um, reply on that is duh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember, it was only about six months ago we were at a three and a quarter 10-year treasury and yeah. we're, you know, hovering around 250. We inverted, we went below that this week. I would absolutely be taking advantage of that, whether you're, whether you're a millennial looking at buying your first home, whether you're a baby boomer looking uh, at, at rotating and getting out of those high-tax states <laughs> that, that have really been hurt um, you know, by the salt and all these other um, insane tax increases. Uh, they're booming in Florida, the states that don't have income taxes. It's just like a big vacuum sh sucking up the relocation. So uh, the property type metrics, you look at vacancy, you look at absorption, you look at performance. They're all solid. Another one that came out this morning by good friends of mine at TREP. So they track what happens to the permanent loans that move into special servicers. So those are the loans that have some trouble. They have an occupancy problem. They have trouble with debt service coverage. And they just set a new record low on the number of loans, the percentage of loans moving to special servicers. So again, if we're looking for problems, wouldn't we see more loans starting? That's a bellwether, a, head, you know, a, a leading indicator. We're not seeing that. Three and a half percent down from over five percent a year ago. And the two leads were office and retail. So again, if it's retail apocalypse, retail went from over a seven percent rate of all loans moving to special servicers a year ago to five and a half, and office went from six down to about four and a half. Yeah, and I think that may surprise some people. I mean, there are people kind of concerned about the cycle and, hey, it's got to be time for some, some bad news. Now, you mentioned opportunity zones, and one of the things I think is that now is the time to blank if you're an investor or you're a developer, I guess that's one of the things to, to look at is opportunity zones and, and the benefits there of the tax savings, uh, obviously, but also maybe those areas improve more than other areas over time. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of these opportunity zones that are really the most viable mm -hmm. are really in those areas where the city was growing out and you were starting to see the advancement, the regentrification of areas. You know, in Atlanta, we see, you know, the, the, the west side or the Beltline, even, you know, parts of DeKalb County is close in or, or included in opportunity zones. Well, I would advise people, we still don't have all the final details, especially on the debt side, how the debt works in and out, if you pay it off and how you deploy it on, on assets to improve the property. So we're waiting on those, but I wouldn't wait to be identifying those assets and having a strategy for which opportunity zones. There's 8,700 of them, and probably less than 10% makes sense that the deal will stand on its own without the tax benefit. And so now would be the time, and I think there's tremendous opportunities in secondary markets. You look at a, you know, you look at a Nashville, a Huntsville, uh, you could look at you know, a Colorado Springs in Colorado, a Tucson, Arizona, you know, in Phoenix. These secondary markets that are really booming and growing and have really good uh, opportunity zones around kind of the growth, the university, the, the core growth areas, I would have those nailed down. I would even be looking at working with your broker to identify the assets and maybe putting an option on those. I mean, because when this hits, it's going to be a feeding frenzy. We've got potentially five, six trillion dollars of money that wants to go work, and it's going to be a feeding frenzy. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, states with... Uh you know, tax-free state income taxes, right, like Florida. So is now the time to potentially, if you're looking at a place to invest or develop, to consider states like Florida? Oh, I absolutely yeah. would. I just, I've been down there a lot, just came back from Florida, and uh, it's, it's just, it's, an, it's another world. It's like California in the 1950s or the gold rush days, you know, <laughs> in the, the turn of the century. And the same is true in Texas. And you look at the companies that are making the site selection decisions. So we had the big chaos with Amazon HQ2 last year. Um, and you look at that's all settled down. They reverse out of New York. Lots of lots of issues and problems there. But you know, Northern Virginia was doing strong. But you look at Apple going to Austin. You look at Norfolk Southern and picking their headquarters here. 
Uh, you look at the advancement, I'm over at the University of Alabama in Alabama. You know, we got the new Toyota Mazda plant coming online. You got the growth with the Blue Origin Company. You have Mercedes that's announced a new electric battery plant there. You have Airbus coming online with their new aircraft. You got Walmart using the port and expanding it as their redundant supply chain. You can go state by state. If you drew a line from really northern Virginia, D.C., down to Texas, it's just incredible. Incredible yeah. growth story. Yeah. And that's where you want to invest, right, where, where the action is happening. And what about business owners, um, business leaders that need space right now? I think one of the things that uh, business leaders are always trying to think about, too, is the right space for their business to, to do well, whether it's logistics or employees. So what might business owners think about today for their space needs? That's a great question. So, you know, one of the biggest questions, I have, I have two points there. So if you're a business that's medium or large size, it's getting very hard to find big space. So if you're in logistics, you're faced with having to build a building today, and that's a one and a half, two plus year delivery if someone's got the site and ready to go. If you're on office space, we're not building a lot. We haven't built a lot of big new spec uh, office buildings anywhere in a long time. So the big space, if you need a full floor or two floors, you, it's hard to find. You better be and looking at New York's at. a good example, right? Absolutely. So here in New York, it took them 75 years to figure out how to build a new modern office building. Look at Hudson Yards and mm -hmm. the demand. It just shows you, you know, we talk in real estate, it's always about location, location, location. Well, sometimes it's about quality of the asset, quality of the <laughs> asset, quality of the asset. It, there's such a hunger for some of these new buildings. The other one is look at costs. So everybody thinks, you know, you hear about rising construction costs and that just affects the guy building a new building. Not so. If you're a tenant and you're relocating and you need sheetrock and metal studs and you need trades, they're very, very hard to come by. And we're seeing construction costs, both labor and materials, rising north of 10% per year. So I always tell folks, go look at the Association of General Contractors or look at uh, ENR, Engineering News Record, that have actually construction and economics uh, sections in there. And it, it's scary. So I, I wouldn't be delaying because you could find your cost being up 25, 30 percent a year or two years from now. Yeah. And that means a lot, like you said, for, for build out cost. It also means a lot for just the construction of the building and also means a lot based on the timing for expanding your office space or renewing your lease or, or looking at relocation is uh, based on the interest rates. Right. Yeah. So you look at all these eventually. You got to put a permanent loan in place there. Somebody does. Yeah, and so you look at where rates are now. You know, like we said, you know, two fifty. Duh. Let's do the deal. Yeah. And then you look at the fundamentals. So you look at the financing's a right environment. The fundamentals are strong. We're not overbuilding really in any area. We have shortages in housing. Multifamily is pulled way back. We're still in a three three hundred fifty thousand unit range. Um, you look at office, it, numbers are very good, the absorption numbers are positive, the occupancy rate continues to come down, rents are going up, especially the newer, larger space. Industrial, it's just on steroids, it's, uh, you know, you think it's cannabis in Colorado. <laughs> and even retail, if retail is so terrible, here's a, couple, here's a couple of interesting statistics. So last year, according to Real Capital Analytics, my, my friend Jim Costello, uh, they showed that um, retail uh, was just shy of multifamily for the most number, most dollar amount and number of, re, of real estate transactions. Mm -hmm. So if retail's an apocalypse and we're throwing it all away, what's happening? I mean, I'll show you how crazy it is. Here in Atlanta, we have a mall that opened up when I was graduating from Emory Business School called Gwinnett Place Mall. It's a great viable growth area in Gwinnett County. So nothing, nothing bad happened there, no job loss, you know, no big bank closings, anything like that. And so the mall has you know, pretty much died. They're going to retrofit a group out of Las Vegas, just bought it, and they're going to put a cricket stadium in there. And mm -hmm. so I thought, you know, that's crazy, right? So I did, did a little analysis and found out that in, in Atlanta, we have the largest Indian population that are just, you know, love cricket. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking about Atlanta professional sports, right? So you think about 
Falcons haven't brought us that championship yet. The Hawks haven't brought us the championship. We lost the hockey team. But, hey, we brought soccer in, right? Soccer mm-hmm. right away gives us a, a, finally a championship in Mercedes Stadium. Maybe Atlanta's hallmark is alternative sports. Cricket, soccer, yeah. <laughs> get rid of the other ones. You know, SunTrust is you know, going to take the park with them to Winston-Salem. <laughs> and I, and I want to go back to the, the retail in a moment with you because it might be the time to consider a lot of things there. But back to the uh, operator leading a business and thinking about that, I think it's interesting what you said. Look, if you're going to have construction costs that could rise in two years by 10%, maybe, Mm -hmm. you might have interest rates rise uh, by 100 base points or 200 base points. That cost for your new space, that move might be tremendously more expensive. So it might be the time now to kind of look at your needs. And also, you think of, you mentioned unemployment, and it's and it's harder and harder to find the right talent for your business. So your space and where you're located, what it looks like, can be very important there. So don't wait if you lead a business to wait for uh, your lease expiration. And there's subleasing. There's all sorts of things that can be done there. So. Uh, that's really a key point, I think, for business leaders to think about today when you add all those together. Yeah, and we're in one of these perfect spots, right, mm-hmm. where financing's right, the mm-hmm. fundamentals of real estate are right, mm-hmm. uh, everything's good. And so if you wait for, you know, that to deteriorate or, you know, to further convince yourself, it's kind of like, you know, when you're, when you're young and you're in your 30s and say, why haven't you had kids yet? Well, I'm waiting for a better time. It's never going to be, <laughs> it's always going to be more expensive. There's never going to be a better time. Right now, I just don't see a better time. If you're someone that's looking to deploy capital, flow through on an investment you're never in my, my 35 year career I've never seen it this good not even during the Reagan era yeah well we're going to take a short break we're going to ask you about is now the time to do invest in retail develop retails we'll talk about some tips there for investors and for developers stay with us I'm Michael Bull and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Bomi International, for facilities and property management education, visit bomi.org. Buyproxy.com, your global commercial real estate listing service. Visit buyproxy.com. Red IQ, turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit rediq.com. 